0: Community Matters is powered by Lakeview Ford Lincoln, downtown Battle Creek, and at shoplakeviewford.com. Thanks for joining us for another Community Matters. You hear us on Saturdays on 95.3 WBCK and anytime at com. brought to you by Lakeview, Ford, Lincoln in downtown Battle Creek. Yeah, if you missed an episode or you uh, want to hear it again, it's easy. Just BattleCreekPodcast.com and you'll see the list of episodes there. Welcome to the program this time, Sheriff Steve Hinckley. Calhoun County. Hello, Sheriff.
1: Oh, hey! Thanks for having me.
0: Well, welcome. Uh, congratulations on your position.
1: I took over for, for Matt. It's been about uh, two years and nine months. I was appointed originally. It seems like it's been ten years. <laughs> I've actually been here. This is uh, this is almost my thirtieth year at, at the sheriff's office.
0: That's what I was about to ask. You've you've had a uh, a career with the sheriff's office. I started out in Marshall at
1: the old jail. And then we bounced back and forth between uh, when, the, when this was built, we we bounced over here for law enforcement and then back to Marshall. We've been back and forth several different offices. And now law enforcement is out of the uh, new uh, regional law enforcement center.
0: All right. Let's just talk a little bit, since it is New Year's Eve, about uh, the uh, safety issues and concerns that, that happen on a, a night like tonight. So they say now the biggest party night is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, but uh, New Year's Eve is probably a close second, I would think. And so you have some, some perspective on all of this, I'm sure.
1: It is a close second. We have two main concerns, and that number one is uh, uh, motor vehicle crashes involving alcohol and drugs. This is a time where everyone is together, families are together, friends are together, and everybody is celebrating. When I was in charge of uh, handling fatal accidents years ago, I can remember that uh, New Year's was a pretty typical time for fatal accidents, serious accidents. What I really want to remind everybody is it's just so important to think about. Make sure that you have a designated driver. Make sure you stay put where you're at. The second point is uh, everyone likes to uh, shoot a firearm. Over the years, there have been some injuries. There have been uh, property damage. One thing to to really think about, and and it happens right at midnight every year for as long as I can remember, multiple gunshots throughout the country, in the cities, this just is not the way to celebrate. When it goes up, it's going to come back down and it's going to hit something. But a lot of times firing into the air or firing at something is also involved with alcohol. This is not the way to celebrate someone could be hurt
0: that's an excellent point i think we we have an opportunity to think that uh, a bullet goes in the air and uh i don't know why but we think it doesn't come down i guess cuz it doesn't come down in front of us <laughs> so uh we don't think it's a big deal but that's a very interesting point that uh that those do come down and when they come down i suppose they it's a different danger shall we say than than being in front of a bullet i presume
1: Sure, I've had some vehicles uh, that I responded to that were struck. Some windshields were struck. That that projectile still can do some pretty significant damage.
0: All right, uh, there's that thing called gravity. That's right, it does work all the yes, time. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, no firing shots in the air, please. Here we are in the winter, and uh, we've had significant storms already, and that means uh, ice. And fishing, there's some safety to be concerned with there too, right?
1: Yeah, there sure is. So we're getting to the point where uh, our lakes and streams and uh, we're, we'll start to see some ice cover. We really encourage everyone to pay attention to our website, our Facebook page. We usually post and we will be posting our ice safety guidelines. Uh, anything that is uh, that is uh, less than four inches thick, you you shouldn't be on that ice. Uck Lake is a very popular lake for driving on, driving ATVs, snowmobiles, motor vehicles. I can remember years ago, several years, it was pretty consistent. A vehicle would go through the ice. Make sure that you pay attention to the ice guidelines. We'll have them posted. Make sure that you do not go fishing by yourself or without somebody knowing exactly where you're at. Uh, make sure that you monitor to that ice, uh, you know, depending on the stream or the conditions underneath. No, you know, we usually in an ice rescue uh, at least one time a year. And we'd like to have a year where everybody is safe. But pay attention to that ice. We're very concerned when the ice starts to starts to form that everybody is safe.
0: Yeah, interesting. Four inches is the minimum. That's just to walk on, I assume, right? You don't want to right. drive on four inches.
1: Correct. Yeah, it goes up from there. And we've got a pretty good scale. I will tell you this, there were some times when we had some emergencies and uh, uh, there were vehicles parked out there and I thought, I am never picking my patrol car out on the ice on the duck lake. I would walk out there with the emergency personnel and help, but I I would look out and see vehicles parked on on a frozen lake.
0: It's just not me. Yeah, uh, it's not an episode of Ice Road Truckers, I guess. (laughs) Correct. Correct. (laughs) Yeah, a, a patrol car is slightly lighter than that, but still... And and if you think about the notion of driving across versus parking, driving across is one thing, parking, you know, constant support for that weight has to be there, man. Wow. We will link your site in the show notes for this episode at battlecreekpodcast.com. So folks can click right through. If you're listening there, it'll be really easy. And if you're not, you can go to battlecreekpodcast.com and find it and uh, click through so folks can stay informed. You know, Sheriff, uh, we've had a, a number of conversations since we started this program in October with uh, uh, folks in law enforcement and, and elsewhere, and many times now, the issue of mental health has come up, and and what is seemingly becoming a uh, a greater awareness about behavioral health and the the issues surrounding that. One person even said, uh, I think it was Chief Blocker said, you know, this has always been here. We're just now. Uh, uh getting a better understanding of all of it maybe it's it, it's manifesting after years uh, that folks have been dealing with it at any rate the law enforcement component in all of this was something that that chief blocker spoke very uh, fervently about that it's a societal issue that we'll have to figure out that that really jail is still where folks end up who might need other kinds of behavioral health assistance anyway, I'm curious about your view on this. Do you see it similarly that this is a problem with which your deputies deal regularly like uh, other law enforcement agencies do?
1: Absolutely. So we're we're seeing the same exact thing, but the the thing that sheriffs see differently is we're seeing mental health in the correctional facility at at just a significant rate. And and so here's the frustration. And I, I think most Michigan sheriffs, all 83 sheriffs would have some agreement with this statement. There are people here that need specialized mental health treatment, and we cannot provide adequate treatment in the county jail. Sheriff's jail is a dumping ground for problems. And there are people inside this facility that deserve proper treatment and help. We have partnered with with Summit Point. We have partnered with our healthcare provider. We're doing everything we possibly can to help people in our jail system, but they need long-term strategic care. This is not a mental health facility. This is a county jail. We've had to man it with an extra staff member because we've had so many people have been brought into the jail over the weekend that have significant mental health problems. And those people have to be cleared before they head back to general housing. We have never in my career have had to do that before. So we are seeing a significant increase. And when there's no other, there's no other place to take them. So they're brought to the county jail. Then we have to figure out exactly how to help them.
0: Yeah. uh, The, uh, the idea that um, there is another component somewhere that we haven't figured out to help this situation, seems to be consistent with uh, what Chief Blocker has said and, and others as well. How do you suppose it's best to proceed at this point? It, does it mean a a meeting of the principals to talk about what you can do in the interim? Or I suppose that maybe has already happened, but you and the police chief and Jeannie maybe at some point and others to to talk a little bit about this whole throughway of folks who end up at the jail who are not getting the treatment that they need because it's not that kind of facility. Do you get together and talk about it? What's the next step? Do you think?
1: So we have. Uh, we actually have a program. We have uh, three individuals from Summit Point that work in the jail. So we are we are looking at this differently when 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 a person is leaving this facility. This is just one way. We're finding that. People need some additional assistance. Summit Point is helping us do that. Long term, what do we need to do? Some type of a state facility that we can transfer some of these folks to, to get the proper mental health treatment that they need. That's what we need in the state of Michigan. I think everybody understands the problem. We just need a potential solution to this problem. and We have some fantastic corrections officers that work at this facility. Phenomenal job working with people that have mental health crisis. Now we're holding today about around 425 prisoners. Now keep in mind, 425 prisoners. A lot of them have health problems. A lot of them have mental health problems. And these corrections officers are moving all day, all night long, doing whatever they can. And they are just doing a fantastic job helping. They're the ones at the front line that are helping and and trying to take care of these people to get them through the crisis to get them somewhere. We just don't know where, but to get them somewhere for the treatment that they need. And we're doing a good job with treatment here, but I have to tell you, you can tell it's a, it's a sticking point for me because people deserve better. There are good people that make mistakes that deserve better care and treatment than we can give them.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Is Lansing listening to this? I mean, if we're saying, listen, state, listen, Michigan legislators. Governor, budget, uh, however you want to frame it, whoever gets the ball rolling here, this is what we need. We need another facility that can uh, service this need. Are you getting a response in Lansing? Do the legislators hear that response?
1: I had the opportunity to sit on the Juvenile Justice Task Force, and I had the opportunity to talk to Lieutenant Governor, and this is one of the conversations, and they are listening. I think we're going to see some movement this year. It just doesn't feel like it's fast enough. But but I, I think we're pointing in the right direction. I hope.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, sure would be good to uh, stay in touch on that, and uh, and as progress is made, maybe we can continue to talk about it. So uh, this is uh, New Year's Eve. Remember the safety discussions that we've had with Sheriff Hinckley. Now, and it's interesting. You see those signs out there, Sheriff. Those billboards. You know, am I okay to drive? You know, these things that people probably have go through their minds. When they're at that point. And, uh, I think the point they're trying to make is if you have to ask yourself, then you're probably not. Is that fair to say? I think that's
1: fair to say. Absolutely. If you have to say to yourself, I've had a couple drinks, should I drive? You shouldn't drive it's that simple.
0: And uh, the idea, too, is if you are partying tonight, uh, plan ahead before the party starts to get that uh, plan to get home uh, without having to think about it after the fact, which is uh, probably smart. Sheriff Steve Hinckley, we'll stay in touch. Thank you, sir.
1: Happy New Year to everyone.